Hi there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. We're back previewing a game. We haven't had this for a little while. Uh, after the January transfer window, uh, so people have moved on, people have come in. So it's a, a kind of different Tottenham, but uh, we'll be discussing the game. I've uh, got two great guests. Hopefully Tommy will be on a bit later on as well. I'm not sure if he is. Um, but yeah, two great guests. So uh, we've got Chloe, uh, uh, who's a Brighton fan. So we not only get the Spurs perspective here, we also get a Brighton perspective. Uh, how are you doing, Chloe? Thanks so much for coming on. I'm doing great, thanks. Excellent. And excited for the game? Yeah, yeah, it should be a good game, I think. Um, yeah, I haven't um, been to Spurs New Stadium yet, so that'll be fun, cool, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, Mark, uh, who's, who's been on plenty of times, how are you doing, Mark? I'm good, thank you, mate. Thanks for having me back on. Oh, no problem. Always welcome. Uh, a couple of comments coming in. Uh, Mr K, the legend that is, uh, it's smashing time for one Spurs. Uh, I love your optimism. I love your optimism, but uh, Brighton are a really good side and don't concede many goals. Uh, but I'd, I'd take that result all day long. Chloe, I'm assuming, would not. Um, no. <laughs> no, Fox I, I would be quite disappointed. <laughs> and Fox's focus. Afternoon all. Big hello to everyone. Spurs beat us in cruel style. No, not so naturally. I'm going Brighton 2-0. Let it um, go. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, uh, so we'll crack on. Uh, Mark, we'll start with you with a Spurs question. Uh, will Spurs' new signing start, do you think? Uh, Benton Kerr and uh, oh, I can never remember the name and how to Kulisevsky. Kulisevsky, I think. Yeah. It, 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 Something like that. Uh, will, will they start for you or will they have to earn their way into a starting lineup? Um, I think they might start because we need them ready for the Premier League, don't we? We've got a lot of games coming up, so they need to get a bit of fitness. So. Maybe they don't start, but I definitely think they'll they'll make their debuts in that game. How many minutes they get, I don't know. Uh, I would like to see them start, just because I'm going to the game, so I'd like to see their debut <laughs> <laughs> from the start. So, um, yeah, I think I think they will, mate. I think that they will. Um, we've seen it before with Poch that it takes an age for any player to get anywhere near the team, but I think we're a much weaker squad at the minute. Um, and when you think we've only really got two other central midfielders in Winks and Skip or Hoybear as well, I suppose. You've got the three, unless I'm missing someone, Harvey White. But we've let Andombele go, Deli Ali go, Lo Celso go. So we need yeah, them up, we need them up to speed, mate. Yeah. I, I guess Dyer, if if if, if worse push came to shove, Dyer, yeah. push up and then that pushes Skip and Hoyberg a bit further forward, but then obviously as a central defender, so you'd need Romero back for that, and then who yeah. else? Uh, 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 was him. But, um... And to be fair, Dyer's been our best centre back this season. So you know, if you're losing him from the defence, yeah, if push come to shove, you could you could put him there. Um, but yeah, I, I think they'll definitely get minutes, whether they start or not. Chris, I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure. I'd like to I'd like to see them start. Look, they've been playing in Italy. It's not like it's. Um, They've had no pre-season or whatever. They've been playing regularly, um, especially Bentacore has been playing pretty much first-team football for Juventus. Um, Kulilevsky has been coming in off the bench. So they're, they're both match-ready. They're both match-fit. So I don't see any reason that they can't start. The only reason would be they don't know um, Conte's style. But, you know, I, I'd definitely put them in personally. Yeah, I, I, I think they'll probably come on, like you say, uh, depending on how the game goes, obviously. Um yeah, thanks to everybody who's watching and all the comments. Keep them coming in. Make sure you hit that like. Make sure you hit the subscribe. It really helps the channel. Uh, 
and really appreciate it. And uh, Chloe, in uh, we talked about our transfers. Uh, I know Dan Byrne left uh, to go to Newcastle. Um, so what, what, what were your thoughts on your transfer window? Uh, you got a few few ins, which a couple of them were loans, which then went uh, were in and then loaned back out to either mm. that club or, or another club. But um, what would you make of Rand, uh, Brighton's transfer business in January? Yeah, I'm, I think um, we've done some sort of quite shrewd business, really. Um, we haven't actually got anyone in for now, but I think we're really sort of planning for like the next season. Um, and I think we've sort of got enough to do what we want this season already. So it's just a case of planning for the future, really. Yeah. Would you have preferred a striker to come in? Because I see Brighton as playing really good football. And if, if you had a, maybe not Harry Kane, but like uh, Danny Ings or someone who puts the ball in the net, you, you'd be right in this conversation of European football. Uh, I, I go back to a game, I think it was last season, where you lost 3-2 to Manchester United and you had have many chances and they had a couple. Uh, w would you have preferred a, a striker to come in to finish those chances or are you fairly happy with the strikers that you've got at the moment? Um, I do think we need another striker. Obviously, we signed um, Undav, I think. It's, uh, I don't know how I'm probably saying that wrong, but um, obviously we loaned him back out. Um, I don't necessarily think our goal scoring problems are our strikers. Um, Mopey's actually got um, eight goals this season um, in the league and the cup. Um, and I think it's very easy to say the reason we aren't scoring goals is because we don't have a clinical striker. Um, and actually last season, I would probably agree, Mope wasn't clinical enough, but this season he's has been more clinical, has been taking his chances more and scored some really good goals as well. Um, I think we probably need a bit more from midfield. Um, Moda, for some reason, seems to like scoring in the cup, but not so much in the league. Um, so <laughs> hopefully he can get a goal against you guys. Um, yeah, so I, I think... I think to... it's more a team issue of not being clinical enough as a team than there's one sort of position that we are lacking in. Because I, I and I do think as well, Mope plays better with another striker. Um, and like you saw against Leicester, um, it was him that actually put the cross in for Welbeck. Um, so hopefully, if those two can play and link up, then that's that's sort of like quite. A, I think that's quite a deadly pairing, really. Um, it's just obviously Welbeck isn't reliable fitness-wise. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's a shame because if he could get fit, he, he's a he's a quality striker and, and he scored some ridiculous goals as well. Uh, yeah, I, I do like Trossard. He, he's he's one for this game coming up. He's one that worries me. He he, yeah, he he's. Uh, like, well, do you think the whole midfield issue uh, that you were talking about there will be addressed in the summer? That will be the main focus of the summer. Yeah, I, I think we're sort of we're sort of in fit in the sort of process of fixing that because um, we've got Alexis McAllister who um, can score goals, has proven that he can score goals, and he takes really good set pieces as well. Um, and he's just sort of starting to be integrated into like the first team. Um, so I. And obviously we've got Enoch Mwepu, um, who's been out injured. Um, don't think he's fully back yet, but he can score goals as well in the midfield. So I think it's something that we are sort of 
addressing it's just we're not quite there yet and uh in in terms of uh leaving us uh mark we've obviously got the the players who have left us but also this guy steve hitchin uh which a lot of fans were happy with uh there's talk that he uh, negotiated deals for the fernandez's uh Grealish, Dybala's, and then it was all quashed by Levy and Spurs. Uh, I saw a report that Conte's got a really good relationship with him, so he was a bit, not upset, but disappointed. Uh, but it's a very strange thing, because uh, since that documentary came out where he made that comment, uh, I hate January transfer window, it's so stressful, which is his job. Uh, fans have been wanting him out, didn't get him out, and then all of a sudden, he's out. And, and we, we mentioned on here when you were on last that the January transfer window with the players certainly had Conte's fingerprints all over it. I want that player out, get him out, and then they've mm. gone. So, I mean, are you pleased Steve Hitchens gone? Who, who uh, obviously Paratici is going to replace him as the director of football? But are you pleased he's gone, or, and are you surprised? Um, I'm. I'm not. I, I'm not one of the fans that absolutely hate on him. To be honest with you, I don't really care that he's gone, and I'm not exactly not singing from the rooftops that he's gone. I think he had a difficult job because, as we know, he's not dining at the top table when it comes to transfers. So if it was true he was trying to do them, you know, the Fernandez, Dybala deals, you know that, again, that's Levy's fingerprints all over it to, to kibosh the deals. Um, so I think he had a very difficult job. Um, and when you listen to people who are in the game and know him, say, yeah, actually, he, he's well-liked there. He does a decent job. So... I can understand why fans hated him. But I think the narrative of, oh, I hate the January transfer window. I mean, the managers would tell you that. Paratici would tell you that. Steve Hitchin told you that. And everyone just jumps on that as a, as a meme to say, oh, he hates his job and all this kind of... He was just saying it's a very difficult window to get things done. And as I say, Paratici done an interview yesterday, said something similar, that it's a window of opportunities. That's what he was trying to convey. Look, it's not an easy window. You've got four weeks to get everything done. And actually, that's true. Uh, but everyone just jumped on that one little thing where it says, I hate the January transfer window. And bang, he hates his job. And and I feel a bit sorry for him, really, if I'm being truly honest. Um, yeah. So he's going to Everton, apparently. Good luck to the guy. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. I'm probably one of the ones that you've mentioned there that jumped on the bandwagon. At, uh, oh, you know, that's your job. That's your job. But yeah, I can understand why people said it, but it, there was more to it. It wasn't just that he was saying, you know, very cleverly edited, probably as well. And, yeah, you know, exactly. Of uh, Delhi laughing when Jose said he was a terrible trainer and the laughing, he could have been laughing at a joke someone had made uh, two minutes earlier, and they've edited it cleverly uh, too. And, and also, you know, that could be a nervous laugh. It doesn't mean that he found yeah. it funny. You know, when you're getting, I've probably been bollocked by my manager before, and I've had a bit of a nervous laugh or put, try to put a smile on. Do you know what I mean? That's that could yeah. be a natural thing to do. So, yeah, I mean. Um, in terms of Everton, Delhi's come out. I mean, we're not living on the past. He's obviously not our player anymore. Uh, it's, it's sad to see him go, not in the sense that, you know, I, I wanted him to stay, but, you know, he was absolutely superfluous for a number of seasons and, and then had the world at his feet there and it, it's suddenly just fallen apart uh, for whatever reason, a number of reasons. Uh, he, he's come out and said him and Lampard, perfect fit perfect match. Uh, do, do you see him kickstart his career at Everton? I personally think he needs the right uh, system to be able to play and that system is he gets a lot of space to be able to run into the box. Him yeah. with all at his feet, not good enough of a passer for me, but do, do you see Everton as the, the perfect match for him as he, he says or is that just something to try and uh, I think 
get him supported by the fans there straight off. I think Lampard's a good manager for him. Whether Everton is the right fit, I, I'm not a, a tactical genius when it comes to that kind of stuff. So I don't know whether what style that they play, whether he'll fit. But I agree with you. He needs to be as far up the pitch next to the striker as possible, ghosting into the box. I remember Ali. I remember sitting with mates at games and and them slagging off Ali. And, and I said, well, yeah, but he always comes up with a goal. And he always used to do that. And mm. I think he must still have... It's just clever running, isn't it? He still must have that in him. I think if you play him consistently, he his form may well come back. The problem with us was we never really played him consistently in his genuine position, which I agree with you. It's probably just off the striker. Um, I don't think he's a natural number 10, really. Um, I, I don't know. I don't think he'll ever get back to the peak. Deli Ali, to be honest with you. I still think he can contribute and be a good player. And I hope that he does, to be honest with you. Um, I hope, obviously, not at the detriment of Tottenham, but <laughs> I, I want the kids to have a good career, you know? He's local yeah. to where I live. Um, so he's a boy from, from the place where I live now. Um, so I want to see him do well. Um, and he's done well for Tottenham. He, you know, if you think like that Champions League run, we wouldn't have got to that final without Deli Ali putting that ball through for Lucas Moura. So he's done some great things for the club. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I personally think he's just more focused. It seems to me, whether it's true or not, that football isn't... I mean, Gareth Bale had that flag, didn't he, with a goal for Madrid in that order. I think it's similar to Ali, where football isn't isn't near the top, but uh, yeah, for well, me, it would be good to get him to back to his best. But as long as I've as long as I've known you, we've been saying, look, we like Ali, but we feel that it's time for him to move on. And what's that about two years now? We've been saying that. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, he's obviously got a new manager now. But what one manager who I'm really impressed with, and uh, <laughs> when we were looking for our new manager, which turned out to be Nuno, uh, I was wanting this manager, but we didn't get him. Apparently, he turned us down. Uh, Graham Potter and uh, Chloe. How how do you rate Graham Potter? I, I think he's a superb manager. I think he could go anywhere. I mean, if, if you could score more goals, whether that's a striker's issue or the midfield issue, if you could score more goals, you would be right bang in that conversation of uh, possibly even top four. And, and yeah, uh, uh, I would imagine that the consensus among neutrals is that Brighton are going to be a lower, lower half uh, uh team uh, but you're comfortably in the top half and and a lot of that is down to him you've got a style of playing a way of playing and and like you said with the transfers shrewd business I think that a lot of that's down to him but what would you make of Graham Potter and uh do, do you think he's with you for uh, the, the the long haul or do you think someone will come in and try and uh, take him off your hands at some point I I mean I want to say that he is with us for the long haul. And I do think that he is building something at Brighton. And I think we're starting to really sort of see it come um, it come good, really. Um, like, we're in the top half. That's for Brighton. That is, like, like we're on course for what our highest ever finish in the, like, top division. Um, if we can pull that off amazing if we can somehow scrape into a european conference or something that would be a dream um i i really think he is a good manager um it's weird because sometimes he'll like make a substitution or something and you'll be like hmm, must be weird but then they'll get a goal or an assist and you're like um <laughs> he really he he's just 
and he's really he's completely revolutionized the way we play i mean i know there was quite a few eyebrows raised when we actually did get rid of chris hewton um but as much as i adore hewton i think it was like the right time for him to go really um i think he'd gotten us as far as he could and with Paul, we've sort of he's taken us to the next level really um and it's just, it's just been amazing to see um and it's just so many different things obviously we play a lot more attacking now um and we can give anyone a game which we didn't really do before like sort of going um toe to toe with like Chelsea and Liverpool and stuff like that it's like it's so strange as Brighton fan because I remember growing up and like being thrashed by these teams in the cup and now it's like we we can we can take him on you know um and also I think he brings in a lot of sort of younger players um like we've got quite a young team I think it goes quite under the radar actually um we obviously have a few sort of experienced older players but a lot of our squad is actually quite young and I think we're quite good at sort of developing young players and bringing them into our team. Um, and I just think it's it's really it's a really exciting time to be a Brighton fan, really, because it feels like it's just all sort of coming together. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think many neutrals as well, not this weekend, obviously, but uh, I, I think many neutrals like the way Brighton play. Uh, like you say, attacking and and Chris Hewton. I like Chris Hewton, obviously the Spurs connection. But for me, he he's he's more of a Championship manager. Where's yeah. uh, I keep calling him Brian Potter. I love Phoenix Knight. <laughs> um, but Graham Potter is quite clearly at home as a Premiership manager, and that that showing with what you're doing now and what you did last season. Uh, do you think there's any danger, certainly in the summer? Um, Basuma's obviously the big one that was rumoured. He was rumoured with us and a few other teams as well. So if you finish in the top half, get uh, get, get into the uh, Conference League or, or, or higher, do, do you think you'll struggle to hold on to players like a Basuma? Or do you think if there is a project that's going there, as long as Graham Potter stays, that the players will be wanting to stay as well? I, th- I think it really sort of depends who actually sort of comes in for these players. Um, obviously, if sort of a top six team who got on Champions League or whatever came in for someone like Basuma, I would not blame him if he left. Um, I obviously hope that we can hold on to these players, but you know, if we can get a decent amount of money for them, I'm not going to be too disappointed because I think the way that Brighton is run we have sort of we when we lose a player we can replace them it's not like we lose a player and we just lose ourselves it's um we sort of have backup like when we um sold Ben White we um already had replacements we didn't we didn't buy anyone um to replace them because we already had the players in our squad to sort of fill that gap and do it to a decent level and and I don't think we actually miss them and obviously we're doing better this season than than we were last season so yeah um we can move forward and sort of sell players occasionally um and then obviously reinvest that money into 
our squad and um i think we're good at developing players and then selling them on for a profit as well like um like you saw with dan burn like i can't remember how much we paid him now but it was like three million i think and to sell him for that much more it's 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 just really um good and i think i think even if we do lose these players which obviously i don't want to it won't kill us and i don't think I think a lot of people see Brighton and see good players we have and think they're just going to get nicked. But I think we don't sell players if we don't have to. Um, like there was rumours of people sniffing around Lewis Dunk for years and we never sold him. Um, and I don't know if he wanted to go, but I don't think we will sell unless unless the sort of offer is right. We won't just offload players. We're not like a selling club, so to speak. No. I don't think there's any such thing really in the Premier League anymore with the amount of that the, the teams get for the TV revenue. It, long, long, long gone are the days where, you know, a top six club would come in for a, a, yeah. a team in the bottom half and say, we want that player. And then they have to take any offer because they don't have that much money. Now you end up getting tens and tens and tens of millions just with TV revenue and the fact that you're in the Premier League and you get money through that. So that there isn't any such thing as a selling club anymore. But, um, you said that he's revolutionised revolutionised the way you play, and in, in a fairly short spell of time as well. But um, which players do you think have benefited from that the most? Because we've obviously got Conte now, and uh, players like Ben Davies and Harry Winks, as soon as Conte came, were pretty much there at the door, and they seem to have a, had a new lease of life. Has to be by the way that Conte's coached and we've seen how they play, and that now they they've been transformed almost. And now they're important players in in the squad, and Ben Davies in the team as well. But it, since Graham Potter turned up and started managing you, who, who do you think has benefited in your team most from from him and and the change in the way that you play? Um, one player I definitely note, have noticed um, has improved under Potter would be um, Solly March. Doesn't start for us so much now. We have um, Cucurella, but. He um he was playing at left wing back and it's it sort of I think he hadn't played there before really um he was more a sort of winger and he still plays like in that more attacking role but he was sort of the sort of player that you're thinking his time at Brighton is sort of coming to an end because he's just not really performing to the level that we need but um yeah under Potter he's just he improved so much and sort of become a really important member of our squad, especially last season. Um, he probably could have been like one of our players of the season. Um, and yeah, it's just, I'm trying to think of others, but my head has just gone absolutely blank. Um, <laughs> but that's definitely one example. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's probably countless others. There's too many to even think of. I, I would have thought whereas we've got had a couple. But uh, yeah, in terms of us, Mark, in terms of the game, uh, uh, like Chloe's mentioned, Brighton play a much more attacking game. H how do you see the game panning out? Uh, certainly the, the first 20 minutes we'll talk about. Do you, do you think we're obviously at home? So do you think we'll we'll try and take it to Brighton? or we'll try and play on the counter-attack. Uh, it's obviously difficult to tell, being that you don't know the, the, the teams that are going to be out there. Um, mm. But, yeah, in terms of kind of mindset of Conte, how, how do you think we'll approach the game? And then we'll come to Chloe and see how uh, 
she thinks Brighton will approach the game. As I've already said, I'm no tactical genius, so <laughs> you're probably asking the wrong person. But I would say that I think we're probably just a counter. I would say I can't see us going. They're a very good side, Brighton. As as Chloe's already said, they've gone toe to toe with Liverpool and Chelsea. Um, they always give us a difficult game, actually, under Potter. They're, so I, I I can't see us going all out attack. To be honest with you, I can't see us doing that, but maybe I'll be wrong. But I, I think we'll have a solid base and and, and play on the counter. Um, I just see an interesting tweet there, Chris, that uh, apparently Conte has come out in his press conference and said Kulalevsky can play as a right wing back, which I found quite interesting. Um, I can't see that one myself. Apparently he's come out and said he's completed a nine or ten or a right wing back. So um, whether we're going to see him play that role, on Saturday, who knows? But um, yeah, I don't know. I would, I would assume we're going to play a free, free. I don't know. What do you think? Three, five, two. Well, at the back, I, I guess the two up top or one up top will depend on what's happened to Sun. As far as I know, he's still injured. I have no idea. Yeah, he's, what he's, he's back in training. He's back in training now. So, I, well, if he's back in training, I'd suggest that he'll be on the bench when it starts. And then deter seeing how the game goes, he'll come on anyway. It'll either be close and we need a goal and he'll come on, or the game will be over. And then yeah, I think he'll definitely get minutes. And I think just from the stuff that I read and that, apparently Romero wanted to play against Chelsea and they held it. So he was ready to play against Chelsea. They held him back. So I wouldn't be surprised if he starts as well, to tell you the truth. Because again, yeah. like I said about Benteke and that, I think we need to get these players back out on the field and match fit. And ready, so I, I, I don't know in terms of how we'll play on the day, uh, but I expect to have a strong lineup, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, you said uh, earlier you're going to the game. Do you, do you want us to go out like a bull in a china shop first off, or or see for the first 10 minutes? Let's see what Brighton are going to do here, and then I, I, I don't really because I, I do respect Brighton as a team, and I think they're a very good football inside. And I think if we go at it out like a bull in a china shop, we'll will be exposed at the back. I just don't think we're good enough yet to to play that way. Um, so I'd prefer us to be a little bit cautious, like you say, for 10, 20 minutes to see, get a feel into the game. And we've not played for what, over a week now. Um, so I don't expect the, I don't expect us to go out like a bull in the trying to put it that way. I, I can't see that. No. I want to see it because I want to see exciting <laughs> attacking football, especially when I'm in the stadium. But yeah. I just don't see that. No, it's a night game, isn't it? Under the lights, you never know. You never know. Yeah, it's an eight o'clock game, isn't it? It's a late one. I think it's on telly. A uh, couple of comments from Carl, uh, Carl Simpson. It'll be close. I think Spurs will take it 2-1. I think all Spurs fans will take that because, like we say, Brighton are a very good team. Uh, Mr K, love that white shirt. <laughs> Thank you very much. Can't go wrong with Primark. Um, but, Chloe, in terms of the game, how, how do you think Brighton will uh, kind of, A, line up a, a, and approach the game? Obviously, they're the away team, which on paper, the away team are at a disadvantage. Uh, do you think you're because you're very good at keeping the ball, which for us this season, since Ericsson Dembele left, is something that we haven't been able to do, keep the ball in the middle of midfield. So do you think you're, you'll play like that and you'll have the lion's share possession and then we'll play counter-attack? Or do you think... You'll play counter-attack because we'll go attacking. Uh, yeah, I mean, you say um, we have the, you have the advantage as we're the away team. We've actually only lost, mm. I think, one game away from home this season. Um, oh, and we lost to Leicester on penalties. And, uh, I, 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 I think I'm right in saying something like, 
apart from City and Liverpool, you're the next team who have lost the least, which... Yeah, we're very hard to beat. Um, I'll put it that way. Um, yeah. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if it was a draw again and we went to extra time and penalties. As for how we'll set up, um, I really cannot say. Potter is quite hard. I think he's quite hard to... Um, I'll think of the word. Um, predict? Yes, yes, that's the word. <laughs> um, it's quite hard to predict how he's actually going to set up because it, it could be a five at the back, could be a four at the back. I think it depends as well if sort of um, Dunk and Duffy, if they're um, like match fit. I know they're both fit, but if they're actually ready to start a game or if they're going to um, be on the bench. Um so yeah, I, th I think it's difficult to predict. If you do counter attack, I think that is sort of the way to hurt Brighton. Um, I think a lot of goals we concede are when teams sort of attack us quickly. Um, we're not too good at handling that, and we're also not very good the other uh, the other way. Um, breaking ourselves, we're not very good at breaking. Um, so yeah, I mean. I can see it being a very even game. I think it will be an even game. Um, I think it's quite an evenly matched. Yeah, um, I, I don't think there'll be more than two goals in it, maybe not even more than one goal unless someone is winning towards the end of the game and then a counter-attack yeah. happens and then, and then uh, someone wins 3-1 or something like that. But I can see both both teams scoring. I can see it being a draw or I can see it being 2-1 uh, to either team. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Mark... Uh, What's more important for us? I say us, Conte. Uh, we, us fans obviously want to win a trophy, so the FA Cup will be a brilliant trophy. We ain't going to win the league. And the FA Cup and league are all the competitions we're in now. But obviously, Miss, uh, Mr Levy, it's all money with him, so therefore that su suggests Champions League. Uh, so, so I'd suggest if, if Champions League is the more important and the league is the more important, then you might see the Romeros, the Suns, uh, and the new starters just to get them up to match speed, even Romero and Son and then the two new starters as well, because they haven't played, certainly for us, for however long. Uh, if the FA Cup is a priority, I can see them being on the bench and then maybe coming on, depending on how the game is going and if we need a goal or if we need to shore things up. But um, for Conte, what, what do you think is his focus this season now? I, I honestly think it's probably top four, because like you've said, that's probably his remit when he's been when he's coming. I don't think top four would have been the remit because I think we were far, so far off it at the time. I don't know how many points we were off it, but that just seemed like a, a, a dream to get top four at that time. Now it's it's a it could really happen if we you know push on. Um, it's in our hands to do it at the end of the day. Um, and I think I think like players want to be in the Champions League. I think the top managers do as well. Um, because he wants to, he's got a reputation, this guy, that, you know, he wants to be pitting his wits against the best managers as well. Um, so whilst, yes, I believe he's a winner and wants to win every game, regardless of whether it's the FA Cup, the League Cup, the fucking Audi Cup, whatever, um, <laughs> I believe that his priority definitely would be top four. And yes, and let's be honest about it, I bet he's on a hefty bonus if he gets um, Tottenham back in the top four as well, so... And probably not very much because I don't think Levy's that bothered about the cups, to be quite frank. No, which is a shame. But yeah, like you say, Conte wants to win everything. 
in public, he'll be saying, I want to win everything. There's no priority. I want to win everything. But in private, I'd suggest probably because, like you say, the remit coming from Levy is 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 the league and, and the top four. But uh, Chloe, in terms of Brighton, I mean, like us, you're not going to win the league. But there's a realistic chance, very realistic chance for you with a couple of good results in the league, you push yourself up and then you're right back in the uh, European kind of hunt. Uh, is that the main focus for you or was the focus at the start of the season just staying in the league and, and trying to improve on last season and then win a cup? And so, therefore, is this FA Cup a real chance for you to win something and that would be your focus? What, what do you think it, uh, uh, Potter's thinking is of the priorities for you? Um, I do think um, prior, like before the season, we weren't really expecting to be doing as well as we are now and obviously relegation is sort of not really a worry for us so I do think it's a good chance to um, put out a strong side and um, try and get a result and I would love another cup run. Cup runs are just amazing. If we could win it that would be like the first major trophy we've won so um, that would be absolutely extraordinary Um, I, I would kill to see that um I, I do think we're sort of taking it fairly seriously um i think we've got a fairly strong side against west brom um and i think we will put out a quite strong side against um spurs um, and obviously we've had like a week off hmm. um because of the weird break thing um so there's no reason we can't put out a sort of fairly full strength side yeah and Mark, uh, who, who will Conte do you think be singling out as that they're the danger man for Brighton or danger men, uh, in your opinion? Uh, Trossard for me, kind of, I don't watch Brighton a huge amount. Chloe will be able to tell me uh, far better if this is accurate or not. But for me, Trossard is the one who seems to dictate Brighton's play in an attacking sense, mm. where Sumo is more of a, a keep the ball Holder. in the yeah. middle. Um, um, yeah, Trossard for me, and he gets into goal-scoring positions a lot as well. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I like him. He's a danger man, and then obviously more pay if, if uh, you know, <laughs> there's a chance to be taken. He's not going to be shy on, on taking a shot off. But uh, who, who will Conte be singling out to to our team as they're the danger man, stop them playing, do you think? Uh, I think you've already mentioned him, to be honest. But I think the other one, uh, who, we all, who we all like as well, is um, Tarek Lamptey yeah, as well. Yeah. He's back now. Um, he went, who was it you played just before the break? And he went on an amazing run. Was it Chelsea? I can't remember. He just got the ball from his own half and just bombed. He's so quick and direct as well. He went through the middle. He's just, he's an excellent yeah. little player. Um, so he'll be another one we've got to keep an eye on because, you know, he, he attacked, you know, he's it, said about them counter-attacking. They're not great, but I think now they've got Lamptey back, then he can, he can definitely, he's so quick that he can, progress the ball up the pitch really quickly. Um, so he's one to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, but yeah, like you say, Trossard, um, it, it goes through him really on their attacks. I like Mope as well. I think Mope is a good, a good, really good player. So they've got a few danger men. They just play, they remind me, I think I said to you before, my whole family apart from me are all Charlton fans. And it reminds me of when Charlton were in the Premier League and they had Kirbishly. Um, that's the kind of team they are. They, they're, there's just something about them, and I and I and I would fear for them if Potter was to leave. How? Because I think he's the when when he come in. I remember it when when Hooten got the set. I was like, oh, they're they're idiots. What are they doing? What are they doing there? Who is this guy that's coming in? 
I had heard of him because I know they played against he played against Arsenal. Um, mm. I thought they're, they're definitely going to be going down now. And I've been so impressed with um, everything that he's done there. Um, I have to say, like he was, you mentioned, like I wanted him. When we were linked with Conte, I wanted Conte in the summer. After that, my next guy over um, the Ajax manager, I, I really wanted Potter. I thought that was the perfect guy for us. Um, but I don't I don't blame him for, we're, we're a mess really, <laughs> or certainly <laughs> were in the summer. So I don't blame him for saying, no, he'd rather stay at Brighton. But um yeah, I'd say the players that you've mentioned are the ones that we really need to watch out for. The ones that I know anyway. Like you said, I don't watch Brighton every week, but from when I have seen them play, um, they're, they're the three, really. Lamptey, Trossard and Mopé. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't believe when I was saying about will, will Brighton lose some of their top players and I forgot about Tarek Lamptey. He's been with us for about three years. Um, but yeah, he, he, I completely forgot about him. So yeah, if he gets on a run and... and he can cause us problems. But in, uh, Chloe, in terms of uh, Spurs and, and Potter, who will he be marking out and singling out as the danger men for Spurs? Obviously, uh, Harry Kane and if he plays Son are two obvious ones. Um, I mean, Kane's, Kane's had his critics this season and in the summer, you know, the whole move and everything like that and everything that happened with that. But like like Morpé, he's, he's, he's not going to be shy about having a swing and having a shot if the chance arises. And and for, for me, I, I think... As, as soon as Kane gets his shooting boots back on again, he'll go on a run of, of and then getting his twenty goals. But yeah, who who will Potter be singling out? We've got to stop them playing for you, uh, apart from the obvious ones. Apart from the obvious, um... I mean that's that's possibly a difficult question because uh, apart from Son and Kane, we don't have anyone. So <laughs> I was going to say, I'll be struggling. Lucas maybe. I say, don't say Son and Kane. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah more is it? Yeah. Um he's definitely someone I think I think I really rate as a player. Um and I think yeah, he's probably one of your more dangerous attacking options. Obviously when you're saying some might be back, it's like, oh gosh, does he have to be? <laughs> like he I rate him as well. Obviously I don't think he's been as sort of solid this season as last season. Last season him and Kane was just mm. sort of unbeatable sort of duo really um and I think Kane I slag him off so much this season he is bound to score against us just because <laughs> that seems to be how it works if you <laughs> criticize the player they end up scoring against you so um but we'll, we'll see um I, hopefully we've got enough in our defense that we can deal with that I think we're quite strong defensively um and obviously yeah, I think we're both quite solid. And hopefully Basuma, obviously he's been at AFCON. Hopefully he can start because um, I think he is very crucial. I think we miss him when we when he's not playing um, because he just sort of knits our defence together a lot more, I think. Um, so, yeah, I'm not too worried. I don't think it's going to be like an annihilation. I just, you know, there's a few players there that obviously it's a bit like, oh, yeah, it could end up being a really tactical battle in both teams trying not to be too open to let the danger players on each side run the game. So it could end up being a fairly boring game, but then it could end up being an early goal completely opens the game up. But um, yes, yeah, Son and Kane, I think, have been poor this season, Mark. Uh, I've said it time and time and time again when you've got... Uh, I don't have a problem with defensive play. You've just got to have 
make sure you have an out ball and and an and attacking threat, which under Jose we did because he was under the, uh, I think quite rightly, impression that, you know, Sun and Kane are our goal getters, so we can be defensive. We've got to get them in the game, whereas Nuno didn't seem to know that they were playing. They only got a sniff. Uh, and then that's, I don't know how far into the season, a third of the season, quarter of the season, maybe. Conte seems to be a lot more pragmatic with getting them in the game. Obviously, he's had Sun injured for a little bit longer and then he needs to get the, the players in. Uh, hopefully, we've got the players in now. But uh, do, do you expect Kane and, and Sun when he's back to start firing again? Uh, I, I, I think it's Kulisinski or whatever his name is. I think I've pronounced that right. Can play as a striker. So, if he can play as a striker, you might be able to, you might then see uh, uh, Son and him as the strikers. Kane coming a bit deep and then spraying the balls left, right, like he was doing assisting last season. But um, yeah, do, do, do you think Kane and Son will eventually this season? <laughs> I'm not going to say come good because <laughs> you know get back to. I, like, I do, yeah, I, I do think that, and I think Kane. Um, has you've been seeing them signs for Kane that he's coming back to some decent form? Um, scored against Leicester, didn't he? He did score against Chelsea, but obviously that was uh, ruled out by the mug of a referee. Um, he, he definitely looks to be coming. He, he in that game against Chelsea, I thought he actually, although he didn't score, um, he actually looked very good. The, the work rate and him, he was battling. Um, and yeah, Son hasn't been. Son of old of last season, but I, I, I do. I, I genuinely believe that they will come back to Son. I've always thought that, like you said, I think once Kane gets going, he will get on a run of games. I think that his head wasn't in it, not that he wasn't trying. That some fans were saying at the start of the season, I never believed that he wasn't trying. I just genuinely believed that that move to City had got into his head. Um, I don't think he's the type of player that craves the limelight. Um, and the spotlight was very much shone upon him the whole of the summer. And I don't necessarily think he he thrives on that. So I hope now he's put that behind him and he's got a world-class manager in Conte in who's had a word of him and said, look, you know, you're going to be the main man. And he believes in this new project like I do. Um, but again, if he does want to go in the summer, I had no problem with him going this summer as long as the right offer come in. So if he does want to leave and we get the right offer, I don't want any players there that don't want to be at the club, to be honest with you. And if you don't want to be at the club, go. But I think it's quite telling McCain that the uh, the Ballon d'Or nominations, they had a, a coach of the year or whatever, and he voted number one, Conte. I think he, he like, like, like... He's got an apple on his desk as well. <laughs> like like with Jose, he, he was a massive fan of Jose. I think the sacking of him just before the cup final was... Not devastating the Kane, but he was quite upset about it. And I think if uh, we get top four, I don't think there's and and Conte's and obviously stays. The expectation will be we'll have a good summer in terms of transfers coming. In. Maybe not good as in the players that come in, but there'll be some movement. I don't think there's any chance he leaves them. I don't think there's any chance. Um, no. But yeah, a couple of comments. Uh, Thfc curse. How you doing? Great job last night, Chris. Uh, and, and, Absolutely to you as well. A phenomenal job that you did last night. For anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, Tottenham on tour, the two Bryans did a mental health show special yesterday. So it was people coming on, talking about their struggles and addictions and, and, and all sorts of that and their stories. Uh, really important stream. I highly encourage you to watch that. They've got a GoFundMe page as well. Uh, two charities there that they're uh, 
uh, trying to support. So there's a GoFundMe page. Every single penny of that goes to get split up in two and goes to each of those charities uh, on 700 uh, Canadian dollars at the moment. Uh, they're trying to get up to a thousand. So please help them with that. I'll put the link for the GoFundMe page and their stream in the description. Um, but yeah, myself and Kirst were on there along with a few others and brilliant job you did, Kirst. Uh, and, oh, I've skipped something there. Uh, yeah, uh, Mr. K says hello. And again, the encouragement that he showed uh, to Kirst and to everyone in the uh, uh, live uh, chats was superb. And then a, a, a question uh, from Mr. K for you, Chloe. Uh, is that a record collection behind you? <laughs> um, yeah, it's mostly my dad. I, ha but, I have one of the little squares that's mine. Um, but yeah, it's mostly my dad's records. Oh, right, okay. And what, what kind of records are they? Rock rock records or, or um, he likes hip hop. Um but I think he likes a bit of everything as well. So yeah. Mine are all like um country, so very different tastes in music. Um fairly eclectic family there. And uh yeah, from Cursed as well, uh, regarding your uh, Kane, forget top four, I believe Kane will stay slash want to stay. I, I absolutely agree with that. I think he's always said, hasn't he? As long as Spurs are progressing and showing ambition, I don't want to go anywhere. Obviously, he wants to win trophies. Um, but from where we were last season, if we get fourth, that's progression. And now we've got an elite manager in charge as well. And I, I, I said when he took over, Mark, uh, Conte, uh, there'll be transfers in the summer, in, in the winter, in January. It won't be, uh, you know, a whole new squad comes in and a whole squad goes out, but there'll be one or two. I thought one. There were obviously two. Uh, we had four players that go out, two, three that could come back, sorry, because they were on loan. Um, so it's possible that we've got one one more than we, we've let go. But at this moment in time, it's two in, four out. Uh, but it's, it, it's definitely changing up, changing up the team, uh, different positions. And, and you'd think as well, a different way of playing. And Conte knows the way he wants to play. And I think that the... the the summer we'll see a lot of transfer business. There'll be outs, there'll be ins. I can see us uh, being in for Basuma Lamptey again. Certainly, if the right backs, a uh, 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 right wing back situation isn't sorted out uh, as Conte likes, but I think there'll be a lot of uh, business. And if we can get that fourth and then the Champions League, you then can attract the bigger players that you want. So I think there'll be a lot. And, and, and then you, know, you get fourth and you've got Conte, you've got a fairly big pulling power there. And if Kane then says, comes out publicly, says we're fourth, we've got Conte, I want to stay. You've then got one of the best strikers in the world as well. So, yeah, I've, I, I've rambled there. I have no idea what my question is. Uh, this happens a lot. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, do, do you think this is a huge... Oh, how long to the end of the season? Three months? A huge three months for Tottenham now in terms of this could define how we go further on. Uh, if we don't get fourth, Kane could want to leave again. Conte could get frustrated. You don't get the pulling power in that you, you potentially want for those players. Whereas if you get fourth, you, you've got a lot of cards at your disposal there. So do you think this is a huge, huge three months for Tottenham? Yes. <laughs> it's massive, mate. It's massive, mate. It really is. Um, which is why, really, I'd have liked to have seen. I'm, I'm happy with the transfer window and the business we've done. I'm glad that we've got rid of the players that we did get rid of as well. I'd have liked to have seen at least another one. I think um, I'd like to have seen a right wing back come in. 
Although saying that, my 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 number one priority in January was a backup striker. Um, so mm. we definitely need more, mate. But I'm I'm happy with what we've done. And also another thing that I thought about yesterday was, I know people are moaning about Paratici going back to Juventus and all, but you know what? When I think about it, when you're getting supposedly bad characters out of the team, you want to bring good characters into the team, and. Paratici knows them players. He mm. knows their personality. He's worked alongside them. He's brought them into the club before. He knows them. He knows how they integrate with into a team. So I think actually he's doing the perfect thing. It's the same with Romero. He knows Romero well. He's bringing in players into a, a squad that he knows. He knows their, not just how they play, but everything about them, how they integrate, how they get on with their teammates. Very sensible signings, I think. So... Yes, it's a massive three months or however long it is. It's you know it's not going to make or break us, but it's definitely going to dictate where we go next season. Because as you've already said, if you're in the Champions League, you've got a world-class manager, you've got great training facilities, you've got a fantastic state, you've got everything you need that a player wants. You're in a fantastic city. There's everything there to attract players if we're willing to pay the money and Levy's willing to pay the wages. That's the big if, I suppose. If we do that, then there's no reason why not, mate. There's no reason why we why we can't push on and, and, and crack back into that top four. It's difficult. Look at Man United. It's all well and good having these great players. It's not easy to sustain staying in the top four. One team, one great team and one great squad has to drop out every single season. There's only four teams who can make it. Yeah, and, and we, we've obviously got games in hand. So this top four race is all in our hands at this moment in time because we've got the games in hand. Win those, we're in top four. Or poss or if we win that, all of our games in hand, we're in third because we overtake Chelsea by a point. Um, but do, do you think that benefits us or would you rather have the points on the board and be in fourth with uh, teams below you having a few games in hand? Or, or do you think it doesn't really make that much difference There's so much long so much left at the end of the season. It, 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 can, it can completely all change anyway because there's only 20-odd games been played. It's difficult to say, mate, because I, I, I have been taking some pleasure in uh, watching Arsenal uh, YouTube channels the past few days just because I want to see them moaning about their transfer window. And they were saying, like, one of them was saying, like, we were saying that it's all about having points on the board before. And now we, you know, we're not doing so well. We're saying, well, we have got the games in hand. So I think, I don't know, mate. I don't know whether it's better to be there and the teams behind you have the games in hand. I suppose the pressure's on us more because we know, and this is where we go wrong sometimes. When we know it's in our hands, Tottenham always seem to go wrong. I'm hoping with Conte, we have a change of mentality because we're building a new. We've got rid of some of them. You know, I thought was it like four players left from that Champions League run. Yeah, Delhi, De well, under Lucas, Kane, Son, and and Larice. I think I think they're the only ones that are that are left. Mm -hmm. I suppose Winks as well, um, but there's not many left. So you're hoping that there's going to be a whole change of mentality, and I, and I do think the Spursy thing under Poch wasn't there as well. Okay, we did. We was never like the, the coming third in a two horse race for me is ridiculous. We was never top of the table once that whole season. Not once were we top of the table. Um, Arsenal were at Christmas, by the way, when they come second. So that's a myth. And so I've, other years, the pressure may have got to us. It might do again. So 
I, I can't answer the question, mate. I don't know the answer, whether you're better to have the points on the board or the games. I don't know. I really don't know. In terms of Brighton, Chloe, you have got the points on the board because we've played 20 games, you've played 22. Uh, there's a couple of teams that have played 23, but in the main, you're, you're ahead of uh, most other teams. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, would you prefer that, having the games and the points in hand, or would you rather have the, the chance to be catching up and overtaking those teams with the games in hand? I mean, I think it's always better to actually have the points on the board. Um I think otherwise you might sort of almost be fooling yourself as to where you can, how high you can go, because you, there's no guarantee you're actually going to get anything from those games. Um, so, yeah, I, I prefer points on the board every time. Um, it is a little bit worrying when you look sort of like below you in the table and you think they've actually got two games in hand, but there's no guarantee that they're going to win them. And, you know, we all play the same amount of games in the season in the end. So I think it, it sort of evens out anyway. It, so. it's, it's a crazy it's a crazy league, isn't it? When you look at Burnley and see how many games they've got in hand at that bottom of the table, <laughs> you're just like, what, what is going on? This is, I understand the reasons why, but it's it, we've never seen it before. So it's really difficult to answer. I, yeah, it's... I think for some teams it will work and they will win their games. And then others, with that pressure, added pressure, like it's very difficult for Burnley. They're in a relegation battle. That's like, that's massive. They've lost one of their key strikers and they need their new striker, uh, Walker. Verkhurst, yeah. To, to hit the ground running. Um, be yeah. interesting because potentially I think he could be better than Wood, to be mm. honest with you. Um, but again, you don't know with certain players coming to certain leagues, whether it's going to work or not. He seems to be a Premier League type striker for me. I think he'll do really well, but it's whether he can get off and running, mate, straight away, really, isn't it? With players not not necessarily knowing if they're going to fit in, uh, that, that kind of comes back to the point that I forgot to make earlier with uh, you talk about the players that we've got from the Aventus. I, I think it is clever as well that he's bought two, because if one of them doesn't settle in, They've got a buddy there to kind of help them. They've obviously mm. got Mervo there who speaks, who must speak Italian and has played Gallini. in the Premier League. Yeah, and uh, Uruguayan is a uh, uh, Benton Kerr's nationality. So I, I have no idea what national uh, uh, language they speak, but you, you, you. Right, okay. So you'd expect possibly um, uh, Morva might be able to help with that as well. Uh, obviously, they speak Portuguese. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> My point's gone completely. Romero, Romero will be able to. Romero will You're be destroying able to. the host, Mark. You're destroying Sorry, the host. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Chloe. Uh, before we kind of wrap up uh, and, and predictions for the game, and in terms of Brighton, how the, the season obviously started. You had your your um, aims for the season there. Now you're in ninth, and and you know the crazy season that it is with uh, no team. Hardly any teams are on level pegging in terms of games played, and there's a lot of games to be played. Have have your expectations changed now? Are, are you? I want Europe. I want a conference league, or is it? I just want to finish as high as possible now, or I want to finish in the top half. I mean, before the season started, my um sort of expectations were just an improvement on last season, really, nothing more than that. Um, and I think since obviously. We are um, ninth at the moment. I think top 10 is sort of 
realistically what I want. Um, obviously, getting European Conference would be unbelievable. That would be sort of like beyond my expectations, really. Um, and also a cup run would be great. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just really sort of enjoying it at the moment, to be honest, without trying to expect too much. Um, I, I just hope that we continue doing well and I can't see any reason why we won't. Yeah, I, I think now you've kept Lamptey, you've kept Pazuma, you, you've got Potter. I think you're a top team, I think. So, I, I mean, I don't want to tempt fate for you, but I, I think you'll finish top 10 fairly easily, I think. Uh, so if you do finish ninth, 10th, uh, what would be the aim next season? Uh, consolidate that top half finish or improve and get into the conference uh, league or Europa League or, or, or possibly even higher? What what would be your expectations? Uh, um, but you laugh, you laugh about even higher there, but you've only lost you've lost the three less least games in the league compared to the two who are by far and away the best in the league. That's that's amazing. I think we need to start turning some of the draws into wins. That's sort of the aim. Um, as for next season, just an improvement. That's all I really want. It doesn't necessarily have to be five places higher or whatever it's just noticeable that we're actually making progress um and i think at the moment that's like so evident and i don't see any reason why that can't continue into next season um and hopefully in the summer we can you know strengthen um obviously we've got the striker that we just bought out on loan um usg so hopefully we can bring him back and sort of just Go, move forward. That's what I want. I want to move forward. I think with those two players that we mentioned, a few more in the summer, uh, the, the striker coming back uh, from loan that you mentioned, and Potter, I, I don't think there's any reason why Brighton can't be improving every season. Uh, certainly for the for foreseeable future anyway. I think, like we've already said, he's, he's revolutionised the way you play and, and got a really good group of players there. Everyone seems to know their job. Under Nuno with Spurs, it was no one seemed to know what they were doing, whereas Brighton are very much drilled. And and similar to how we had Rapoch, didn't matter who came in, they all knew their jobs. And I think Brighton have got similar like that as well. Obviously, if you lose like a Basuma or a Lamptey, then <laughs> they're top players there. But you've got other players who can do that job. And it, it doesn't really notice, other than with like Lamptey, for example, that explosive pace, it doesn't really notice in terms of the position and the way they play, which is super important. So, yeah, I, like Mark, I've been super impressed with Potter. I didn't really know too much about him before he came to Brighton. And then <laughs> Q2 years later, I won him at Tottenham. Um, but, yeah, Mark, in terms of our expectations, it's been a bit of a roller coaster for us. After three games, the season should have ended because we were top and we win the league. Uh, and then we went on a bad run and then we were all over the place. And then it's like, right, get top four again. And then it went even worse. And it's just, you know, what's going to happen? Now we've got Conte. Let's see what we can do. And now we're in a top four race. Uh, so the expectation now, I think every Spurs fan would say, is top four. Whether they think they can get it or not, that would be the expectation. And... Is next season, is it is it too, you know, silly to start? Because Brian Daigle, who, who's on Tottenham Tour and, and, and one of the key key people in doing the mental health show yesterday, came on uh, here and a few other streams uh, a little while ago 
saying that if we can get top four next season and have a good summer, we'll be fighting for that league. Uh, so do you think that's a realistic expectation for Tottenham? Or do you think it will be consolidate top four again and then go for the league? Or do you think it's because of what Conte's done? He always takes over teams who are mid-table and not doing that great, has a fairly good first season, wins the league next season. And then, <laughs> but this is Spurs, remember? This is Spurs, remember? Uh, and, and yeah, what, the expectation this season is obviously clear top four. What do you think for the, the expectation? I don't think that's an expectation. For this. I, I, I don't think top four is an expectation. I think it's um, there's a good chance it can happen. I'm not expecting it. I, I still think Man United might come good. And I think that they've still got the strongest squad. I mean, if it, again, their game's in hand. If we win our game's in hand, what are they on? 38? Is it more on 36 points? I, I, I think with the top four, we were the only kind of ones who who were proactive in the transfer window. That's we, true. No, I, I, we've got some players in. Whether they'll come good remains to be seen. Arsenal have two strikers or one striker and someone who can play as a striker. Manchester United, if, if everything is to be believed and everything that's in the news is correct, should have a striker in prison uh, soon. Uh and, and you have no idea because he's obviously friends with all of the players there. You have no idea if, if that does happen, how that's mm. going to affect mentally the rest of the team and, and, and team morale and everything like that. Mm. Esther didn't really strengthen. Uh, Wolves haven't really strengthened. So we're, we're the only ones really in that top four race, I think, that have been proactive in this January window. Obviously, it was left right to the end. Uh, mm. could be done earlier. But um I, I think we're not in prime position for top four, but I think we're definitely in there. And I would be upset if we didn't get fourth now. Yeah, uh, I can understand that point of view. I, I Listen, at the start of the season, I felt with that squad that we had, we would finish roughly where we finished last season. Now we brought Conte in. The 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 expectations have risen. I, I, I say that, but... I. I'm not going to be... I'm going to be gutted if we don't get top four, but I'm not going to start... What what I fear is, if we don't get top four, people will be going, see, we should have done more in January, and, we da -da -da, and this and that and the other. That's what will happen, yeah? But you've just said it. Man United didn't strengthen. Hmm. So if Man United get it, they didn't strengthen. They weakened, if anything. They got rid of um, Martial. Um, yeah. and other, you know, I, know, I know he doesn't play a lot. I do get that. But neither did Lacelso, neither did Ondembele, and neither did Deli Ali, and neither did Brian Gill. Um that's that's what that's what I'm worried about. If we don't do it, it's going to be all the sort of it's going to all start all over again. Um, I, I still think we'll finish. We'll be in the battle for it, mate. I think it's between us and Man United. I've always said um, that we'll finish above Arsenal and that things are going to start going wrong for them. And they've had a terrible transfer window. Um, so I do think it's between the two of us. Um, but next season is to try and get top four again. I don't think. Obviously, I want to win the league, but I think that's a, that's a, that's like dream world, mate. To be honest with you, I don't think Liverpool, Man City, and Chelsea are, for me are miles ahead of us. We've got major work to do still on this on this whole squad. So we're no we're, we're well off it at the minute. We're well off. Um, we're only going to get potentially get top four because Man United have, have. I think they're they're miles ahead of us as well. To be honest with you, well, they certainly when you look at it on paper, they they are. Um, but they've just, they brought in a manager who's, I like him. He's another one that um, that I, I was looking at in the summer to think potentially to come in when we got Nuno. Um, but 
Yeah, next four, next season, top four, mate. We've got to concentrate on top four. I'm, yeah. Don't get ahead of ourselves. Whether we get top four this season or not, it's about doing it again, not the league. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd, I do get ahead of myself, I'll be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> there'll be other fans that do as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, 20 odd games in, I think uh, it'll be a case, same for Brighton as well, same for everybody. Play each game as it comes, and then when you get to about 30-odd games, then you can have a, another look. But in terms of Man United, I think they've got a lot of problems. Obviously, this 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 Greenwood situation uh, speaks for itself. Uh, Ronaldo seems to throw a hissy fit if he doesn't play, and, and that can disrupt the kind of... Uh, the, the, the kind of dressing room, but you know, if he's not scoring, but I'm Ronaldo, I want to play. You've got a manager there who's only there for until the end of the season. And I, I, I always think it's a bit risky. Uh, West Ham found this out a little bit potentially as well with Moyes their first time. If you've got a manager of the players, certainly the players who aren't playing in the team and are, are squad players and then maybe get the odd game here or there, know that that manager doesn't fancy them as playing as starters. He, he needs you to play and do a job, but you know he's gone in six months. I think there's a few players that go, well, I don't care. I'll be, I'm just waiting for the new manager. I'll play a bit more. So I, I think they've got a few problems, Man United, but they have got a Ronaldo. They have got a Pogba who are match winners. and, and Fernandes. You've got Rashford. Cavani as well is a match winner. So I, I think the top four is between us two. Yeah, I, I agree, mate. And, and I've been saying for weeks, like I've had people arguing, oh, we've got no chance. There's no chance. Of course there's a chance. I will say with the the proactive transfers is if we don't get top four and we get fifth and Man United pip us, at least we've tried to do something in January. At least we've tried to make a difference and make a change. Okay, it hasn't worked, but at least we tried, you know. Uh, But yeah, I agree with you. People will be saying we should have done more, but at least we've tried. We've got some of the Deadwood out that a lot of people have been crying about and and screaming about for for years now, a couple of years. So we've done that. We've got a couple of players in and You'd have to think that those players, uh, Conte's given his blessing for those, or he's hands-on said, I want that player there. Yes, mate, honest, I, honestly, we, we know, Chris, we, we know yeah, that I, he, he said, didn't he? He said, I've made my evaluation. I know, you know, I've, I've given it to the board. It's up to them now. Yeah, yeah. He, so, he's, they, 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 he didn't want them there. It's just, for, them, for me, you don't get rid of them players. And if he wanted them there, they wouldn't have left. He wanted no. them out. And I, I never thought in January certainly would be six players in. I didn't think it would be that crazy. No. So I'm quite pleased that we've tried. We've tried to do something. We've tried to change something. And it remains to be seen what happens. But in terms of uh, the game on uh, Saturday, Chloe, uh, I can't give a score prediction because it's too much tempting fate and I can't do it every time I do Spurs lose. So I'll just say what I said earlier. I think it'll be close. <laughs> I'll basically head to my bets either way. It'll either be a draw, it'll be a one-goal win for Brighton or Tottenham. Uh, obviously, I'm going to go for Tottenham. I think we will win because we're at home. Uh, but uh, predictions for you for the game? Um, yeah, I, I agree that it'll be a close game. Um, and I, I think we'll... I hope that we'll nick it. Um, yeah, 1-0 maybe, 2-1, that's all. One goal. I think it'll be close. Yeah. And possibly, like you say, even going to extra time. Is it extra time and penalties straight off? There's no replays anymore. Mm. Right, OK. And Mark, uh, predictions? I'm going to say 2-0 Tottenham. Oh, right, OK. So the biggest margin, apart from Mr K at the start with a 4-1 Spurs, which I think could happen if, if we really go at it, but I don't see that happening. Um, 
But I will say I wouldn't be surprised if he lost to Brighton because they are a good team. And I'm not just saying that because Chloe's sitting there. I, I've, I, I'm impressed with Brighton. I really am. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if... And they give us a difficult game. Do you remember under Poch? I don't even think Potter was there. Though. I can't remember. They absolutely destroyed us when the Poch's last season. Yeah, um, 3-0, wasn't it? At, um, yeah. The, the, the Annex, the, yeah. Is it Connolly, the Irish striker that you had? He, I oh, think yeah. Was, yeah. 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 And Larice, was that the game Larice um, got injured when he fumbled yeah. it and then come off oh, injured? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was... Uh, that that was a game right from the start that we didn't turn up and Brian no. did, and then and it was just after Chris. Do you remember? It was just after we got smashed by Bayern Munich as well. Yeah, I, I don't think any Spurs fan could have really moaned if Brighton had won that six 0 because no. they were over us from the first second yeah. until the last, and thoroughly deserved that. And and you know, a lot of that has to go down to Potter, I think, to get those players motivated. Um, but yeah, I mean. That's the predictions for, for the game on Saturday. The game obviously happens on Saturday and then we'll be back on Monday with the uh, review and a bit of a, a preview of the Southampton. Hopefully, Chloe, you, you're around on Monday, uh, depending on what happens with the result. If we do win fairly easily, like Miss K said, 4-1, you might not. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, it's been great having you guys on, Mark. You're, you're, you're on fairly regularly, so always a pleasure. Uh, Chloe, it's been great having you on, uh, first time on here. Uh, been great talking to you. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, thanks, no, Chris. And Mark, uh, thanks for having uh, coming on as well. Uh, always always pleasure. a pleasure, mate. Uh, yeah, like I say, uh, thanks to everybody. Oh, oh Chloe, uh, you said earlier you, you, you're on a, a podcast kind of regularly, if you wanted to give that a plug. Um, yeah, I'm on the Albion Obsessed podcast. That's just on YouTube, Spotify. Excellent. I'll, I'll find the link for that, put that in the description. Uh, so, yeah, uh, hit the like, hit the subscribe here really helps the channel then go over to albion obsessed uh hit the likes on there hit subscribe on there and mark i know you don't like promotion but uh you've got you yourself and mac who mac and mark were both on on uh monday uh raw emotion podcast uh <laughs> you want to play the habit of a lifetime and give yourself a little plug or are you happy uh, not really just follow um i don't even run the account at emotion pod um give us a follow there's a link there to the podcast go give it a listen that'd be great and subscribe to chris and give him a like it's a fantastic yeah. channel. Cheers, guys. Like I said, we'll be back on uh, Monday, uh, hopefully talking about a Spurs win and then looking forward to uh Southampton game in the league where we can hopefully pick up some points and uh, get ourselves into a top four uh, position. Uh, we're already in the race position. Uh, so a lot of football to be played. And yeah, and I think like Mark said, a lot of people have been impressed with Brighton. And I think a lot of people are... Uh, they're not uh, neutrals uh, teams, but uh, I think a lot of people who are neutrals uh, when they're playing do like watching Brighton play. And uh, yeah, quick comment of Fox's focus. Great show. Cheers. Uh, uh, really appreciate it. And the comments. Thanks to everyone who's uh, added comments in and, and been watching. Make sure you hit that like, hit the subscribe. We'll be back on Monday. Until then, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Thank you so much for watching, for everybody who participated in the live chat and added comments. Before you go, please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Anybody who couldn't watch the live video, you can still catch us on YouTube. Add any comments, suggestions or questions to the comments section on the video. 
Anybody who's listened to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anybody who wants the audio-only podcast, you get this wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at LTalkTottenham, you'll find all the information there. We'll be back soon. We're live Mondays, 8pm, Fridays, half 12, UK time. Until then, come on, you Spurs!